our professors in first year put up this equation where he showed, look, the resources required will equal the number of people times the quality of life they want divided by uh, the ingenuity and the technology that's there. And reducing the number of people is, of course, very difficult. Reducing the quality of life for a person is incredibly difficult as well. Telling people that they don't deserve a quality of life as good or better than they grew up with and their parents had, than their neighbors have. So as the number of people and the quality of life is increasing, this is going to increase the amount of uh, resources required on the planet. But there's that one, there's that denominator that we can adjust and we can add technology and we can add ingenuity and engineering so that the quality of life costs less resources and we can reduce the overall impact on the pl planet by being smarter with it. And I think electric cars, the industry that I work in, is a great example of this. I'm Andrew Rutgers, co-host of Tangible Computing. The Tangible Computing podcast is about where computing meets the real world. From the fast and complex, like controlling an engine, to imaging a patient or scheduling an airline. Hi, my name is Gareth Thomas from Tangible Computing. We want to trigger your curiosity by talking to the people behind the scenes of making the modern world happen deepening your understanding of where computation plays a role in our everyday lives and motivating you to help engineer a better world. And now, let's find out how software drives the world. So Andrew, tell me, why are you doing this podcast? So I see an awful lot of value in, that computation brings to making the world more efficient. If I think about you know scheduling an airline, if you just fly some percent less flights, you've saved an enormous amount of fuel. And there's a lot of computing that goes into figuring out how to do that well, just as one example, or you run an engine more efficiently, this kind of stuff. And I see engineers are, are trained to create ingenuity to improve the world. And more and more of that is going towards software. A lot of people I see are taking that as kind of a career path and they're studying, for instance, mechanical engineering, and then they're, they're becoming a software developer and just continue their career in software development. But in some ways, I'd, I'd like to see those people be able to apply that mix of skills at the boundary of using software for real, tangible, applied purposes where they can really do the most good. It could be working on making an engine control more efficient by properly controlling the fuel and the, the firing, that kind of thing. Or uh, more in my space, making an electric motor run at its peak efficiency. And how about you, Gareth? What, what excites you about doing uh, tangible computing? Well, for me, it comes down to really three things. One is computation is in everything around us. And most people don't really realize what computation has actually enabled. The second part of this is I'd like to amplify stories which are worth being told and shared that secretly I wish I had heard earlier in my life or even while I was growing up. And the third part of doing this is I would really like to inspire the curious to continue being curious and digging just a little bit deeper in their understanding of how the real world works. And maybe just to give you an example is, so my wife is Italian and one day when I was in Italy having an 
espresso. I looked at the machine that was serving this the, the espresso, and I started thinking, well, how actually is this made, and what what is special about it? And then I noticed that on the top of these espresso machines, there's a little grid where they stack the espresso cups, but there's some steam coming out of it. And the steam is designed in a specific way, assuming a certain number of cups and certain material to keep the cups warm or the perfect temperature. So as you get served that espresso, that the difference in temperature between the coffee and the cup is not so great, giving you that perfect taste of that wonderful coffee. And I really like that as an example of how there's a team of people thinking about how do I keep the coffee cups on top of a coffee machine just the right temperature to have that perfect Italian espresso. And if you think about it, these kind of things, I would just like to dig a little bit deeper, tell the stories, and the people behind the scenes who make these things happen like to have them share their story. Andrew, what, what type of people do you think we'll be getting on the show? I think we'll be having interviews with thought leaders in tangible computing space. So people who are working on the edges of, of making the world better through through computation. We'll talk a little bit about what they're doing, how they're, how they're improving the world. It could be making the coffee a little bit warmer. It could be managing the power grid. You know, we'll see what exciting guests we can arrange and how computing uh, plays a role in all of that, whether it's simulation tools or control or, you know, what the meat of it is. And we'll, we'll try and get into algorithms a little bit just so people understand some of the complexity of it, some of the trade-offs, that kind of thing. But of course, we're not going to jump in really deep to you know reading out code over the podcast. And then the interesting one is also uh, how, how the people got there. So what, what career path takes you to designing an airplane engine, for instance? How did you get started into engineering? What triggered you to become an engineer? A way that I, I frame some of the benefit of an engineering to our society was put to me by one of our professors in first year uh, geology class. And it was one of the early lectures. And he put up this equation where he showed, look, the resources required will equal the number of people times the quality of life they want divided by uh, the ingenuity and the technology that's there. And reducing the number of people is, of course, very difficult. Yeah, population growth rates are declining in the West, but absolutely forcing people to have less people or less children is very difficult and probably not something we, we should or need to do. Reducing the quality of life for a person is incredibly difficult as well. Telling people that they don't deserve a quality of life as good or better than they grew up with and their parents had, than their neighbors have, uh, I don't think is a, a very fair approach either. So as the number of people and the quality of life is increasing, this is going to increase the amount of uh, resources required on the planet. But there's that one, there's that denominator that we can adjust and we can add technology and we can add ingenuity and engineering so that the quality of life costs less resources and we can reduce the overall impact on the pl planet by being smarter with it. And I think electric cars, the industry that I work in, is a great example of this because we're able to enjoy the same the same quality of life. We have a car that gets us to A to B in comfort. It's even quieter, you know, even easier to, you don't have to deal with going to the gas station, this kind of thing. But at the same time, requires less energy and is more efficient. And so there's lots of these little solutions and we need to we need to keep building more of them in all sorts of different areas and add them all up so that we can all uh, enjoy a high quality of life within the finite resources of our planet. This is a great place to stop our conversation today. 
I wanted to thank you for listening to Tangible Computing. While we have your attention, we really want this podcast to trigger your curiosity and motivate you to engineer a better world. So let us know if you have any ideas for future topics and speakers, or even how to make this podcast better. Just send us an email to tangible at tangiblecomputing.com.